grace and peace of Christ be with you. And also with you. Let's turn and greet one another, and instead of a handshake, let's use a fist bump and keep the germs to ourselves. Welcome you to Laguna Presbyterian Church, and especially those of you who are visiting with us today. We are so glad that you're here with us. On each pew, there is a friendship pad. It's near the center aisle. It's a black folder, and we'd love to have you fill it out and pass it down so uh, we can, everybody can sign in and let us know who's here today. The announcements in the life of the church are in the connections that's in the bulletin. Our deacons tomorrow night are having a special speaker that you won't want to miss. You're invited to come and join us. Dr. Cordula Dick Mulkey is going to speak about missing keys, forgotten names. Should I be concerned? She talks about the difference between merely forgetting and really maybe having something that you should have tested out to see if it's some dementia. So uh, she actually recommends some brain scanning type of things. She is one of the, uh, her husband is the head of brain science at UCI, and she works with him in that. And she's wonderful, 7 o'clock for the deacons in Tankersley Hall, and you're invited to come and join us too. Um, the book talk is meeting this Tuesday. We invite you to come and join us if you have read the book, The Glass Houses by Louise Penny. And next Sunday morning, our deacons are hosting Parish Sunday in Tankersley Hall. That means that your parish will have a table and your deacon will be there, and they welcome you to come and meet them if you haven't. Meet the other people in your parish and enjoy goodies. The place will be full of food, so don't even eat breakfast before you come next week. It will be wonderful. The third Friday group invites you to join them as they celebrate the, uh, the Academy Awards. It's not on Academy Awards night, but we dress up and we have great music, and it's a really fun evening. You can read about that here. And women's retreat sign-up deadline is a week from tomorrow. You also can sign up for just Saturday. We hope that you'll come. It is a great weekend away, and but together. And the flowers this morning are celebrating an anniversary, Steve and Peg Donner's 56th anniversary. So we congratulate them. Let's turn our hearts to the Lord. O oh God of life and hope, we are grateful that you call us together 
that you call us your own. May this call be the root and foundation of all that we know about ourselves. We praise you for the faithfulness with which you call and lead and sustain us each day. So give us grateful hearts as we come to worship you through Christ our Lord. Amen. Will you join me in the responsive call to worship that you'll find right inside of your bulletin? Let us worship God who has done great things. We rejoice in our God who made a way through the desert of this world. Let us worship God who has created streams of mercy to flow in the wasteland. We are the people God is forming in Christ. We worship, we rejoice, we seek to follow Christ in word and action. So let's stand and sing together. Incredible. 
let the instruments play. Let us be seated together. second chorus again together. So we come to the one who sees the depths of our hearts, but who loves us anyway, and we tell him the truth about ourselves. Let us pray. Eternal God, in every age you have raised up men and women to live and die in faith. Forgive our indifference to your will. You have commanded us to speak. Forgive us when we are silent. You have called us to do what is just. Forgive us when we are paralyzed by fear. Have mercy on us when we fail to be faithful in what you call us to be and to do. Keep before us the faithful people for us to follow, living with wisdom, courage, and love. Help us to be a community bonded by the love of Christ, and by the bonds of the Holy Spirit. And so we bring you the silent confessions of our hearts. For we pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. My friends, hear the good news. You, O oh Lord, are good and forgiving, abounding in steadfast love to all who call on you. Trust the good news. In Jesus Christ, we are redeemed and made whole. Thanks, Thanks be to, to God. God. Amen.
Please open up your Bibles to the book of Exodus, chapter 17. I'll be reading from verses 8 through 16. You'll find it on page 64 in the Old Testament portion of your pew Bible. Hear now God's word. Then Amalek came and fought with Israel at Rephidim. Moses said to Joshua, Choose some men for us and go out, fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on top of the hill with the staff of God in my hand. So Joshua did as Moses told him and fought with Amalek, while Moses, Aaron, and Ur went up to the top of the hill. Whenever Moses held up his hand, Israel prevailed. And whenever he lowered his hand, Amalek prevailed. But Moses' hands grew weary, so they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. Aaron and Ur held up his hands, one on one side and the other on the other side. So his hands were steady until the sun set. And Joshua defeated Amalek and his people with the sword. Then the Lord said to Moses, Write this as a reminder in a book and recite it in the hearing of Joshua. I will utterly blot out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. And Moses built an altar and called it, The Lord is my banner. He said, A hand upon the banner of the Lord. The Lord will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Father God, we do give you thanks for the strength you provide. We thank you for your community of faith who provides us with love and grace and goodness all through your blessed hands, always giving us the strength that we need at just the right time. Be with us now as we look into your word. We ask this in Christ's name. Amen. And now from a contemporary group of theologians known as Three Dog Night. One is the loneliest number that you'll ever do. Two can be as bad as one. It's the loneliest number since the number one. No is the saddest experience you'll ever know. Yes, It's the saddest experience you'll ever know. Because one is the loneliest number that you'll ever do. One is the loneliest number, whoa, oh, oh, (laughs) worse than two. It's just no good anymore since you went away. Now I spend my time just making rhymes of yesterday. One is the loneliest number that you'll ever do. Amen? Amen. Can you bring to mind one of the greater challenges that you've ever experienced in your life? Take a moment and think about that. One of the greatest challenges that you've ever experienced in your life. It could have been a struggle, a pivotal time, something overwhelming, a crisis situation. Maybe as you ponder those, several came to mind. What did you learn about the need for we? 
In other words, how did the presence and help of others make all the difference for you in that challenging situation, giving you the strength that you desperately needed to survive? Maybe you were even able to thrive as you made it out on the other side. So there's one that came to mind for me this week. The year was 2015. It was one evening I was down in San Diego at a Padres baseball game with three of my friends, all members of this church. During the third inning, I received a frantic phone call from my wife. One of our sons was in a terrible skateboarding accident. They were transporting him by ambulance from Mission Laguna to the mothership up at Mission Viejo. And as you know, if I'm at the Padres game, I'm at least an hour away. The first thing I did is I called a close pastor friend of mine for prayer. We have a deal in our friendship. We have been friends for 30 years, and we have a deal that if we're in a crisis situation, we call the other person for prayer. We're like brothers. And without asking, in San Juan, he got into his car and drove to the hospital to be with my wife and my son until I arrived. Then the three amigos at the baseball game with me dropped their hot dogs and even their beverages and without hesitation practically threw me into the car. Marines at Camp Pendleton reported seeing an unidentified flying object on the freeway breaking the sound barrier. And if you know who is driving the car, you know how he can drive. The next morning, there was family by our side. My brother was texting me on the hour our neighbors, the Trevinos, kept an eye on our house and our two other sons. And Pastor Kathy and Pastor Jerry and the staff of our church were checking in constantly. And Jerry, I will never forget this, he sat with us at the hospital room and he prayed for my son. Weeks after the crisis, when my son was back home, countless people, countless people checked in on us and supported us. One would have been the loneliest number. I can't even picture trying to get through that situation solo. And it was there that God taught me and my family the lesson of the strength of we. Two months after leaving, let's say escaping a life of slavery in Egypt, the Israelites once again found themselves in a crisis situation. This will become a common theme for them as we will find throughout this time. While traveling through Rephidim, they're attacked by the Amalekites. Who are the Amalekites, you might ask? They are distant cousins of the Israelites, not through the lineage of Jacob, son of Isaac, son of Abraham, but rather through Jacob's estranged brother Esau. The Amalekites saw this caravan as a threat. And what's human nature when it's faced with a threat? When fear is allowed to set in without hindrance, fight or flight. And in this case, it was fight. We're told in Deuteronomy chapter 25 that the Amalekites started by attacking the back of the caravan. Think who's at the back of the caravan. It would have been young children with a parent, those who were tired and weary, probably the very old, and those who were sick and ill. So yes, what we have here is a crisis situation. 
Moses is catching on that he can't take on these situations by himself. He's tried that before, and he's going to try it again as we learn about next week. But every time, he has learned that one is the loneliest number that you'll ever do. This time he calls upon Joshua, a young man who has shown great promise, who looks ready to take on the armed forces of Israel. Moses then calls upon Ur from the tribe of Judah, and he calls upon his brother Aaron, who will travel with him up to the hill to provide support. And Moses is then lifting up his hands, and he's lifting up his staff, and he's calling upon God to rescue and to deliver his people. Moses realized as he grew weary that he needed the strength of the weak. Aaron and Ur watched as the battle changed course for the worse, that their leader needed the strength of the we. The army down below, looking up at the hill, realized that they needed the strength of the we. The Israelites, watching the battle below and looking up at the hill, realized that they needed the strength of the we. And God wanted the people to see for their future and for the future of God's redemptive plan, that they needed the strength of the we. Writing this sermon, I kept on thinking about Jesus Christ, who the writer of Hebrews says is greater than Moses, who lived by the strength of we in his life and in his ministry. He called upon those 70 who would go before him into each town to prepare for his ministry. He called upon those 12 apostles who would travel with him, who would not only observe his ministry, but would participate in his ministry hands-on to bring the kingdom of God. And of those 12, he called upon the three who are an important inner circle for the future of the church. And of those three, he called upon that one who he was closest to, that when Jesus was on the cross, he asked John to look after his mother. So I ask you this morning, who has lifted up your arms over this last year, or maybe over the last decade, who has lifted up your arms in life to give you strength? Maybe it's a friend. A friend who has been closer than a sister, closer than a brother. Maybe it's been a family member, a spouse, a parent, a son or a daughter. Maybe for me, like me, your grandparents. Think about this church and how this church has been strength for you. Maybe it's been a member or a staff person or a deacon or an elder or even a pastor. Think of what the Word of God has done for you on Sunday mornings and throughout the week, and how prayer has been a strength for you. Think of our Heavenly Father. Think of the Holy Spirit. Think of Jesus, who has been a strength for you to hold up your arms and to give you strength. Pause for a moment to realize what each of these persons have done for you made possible by God's intervention into your life, knowing that you needed that person at just the right time, and God provided for you. All because 
Jesus Christ has lifted up his arms for you upon the cross to bring you the love and the goodness and the grace of God. We have been called by this church to lift up the arms of others. And this is what our 2020 vision is all about this year as we look to the Holy Spirit to provide the clarity of vision to bring about the love of God. Not only in this church, but we could say more importantly, to bring the love of God out into the community and our surrounding communities that we would be known as the church that is helping to lift up the arms of others, that they would know the love and the support and the grace and the goodness of God. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your spirit. We thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. Thank you for the community and the community of faith and family and friends who you have provided to lift up our arms, to give us strength, to make it through each day this life that you have provided, that we can bring you glory. We ask this now in Jesus' name. Amen. Gareth. We together, as members of the body of Christ, join our gifts and our wealth to support the ministries of this congregation for ministry within and the mission beyond. And together, we can do amazing things with God's wealth. Let us remember that, that we need each other, we value each other, we give thanks for each other as we give together today.
at your feet, it's treasure store. Take myself and I will be ever only all for thee. Here I am, for me. Take me, Take my love, it's all for thee. As this service concludes, if you would like someone to pray with you, there'll be some prayer ministers right over here by the baptismal font, and they would love to do that. Please join me in our charge and blessing that you will find printed in your bulletin. We are the hands and feet of God in Laguna Beach and in the world, called to soothe the suffering, to live with compassion, to build up God's loving peace. We, we go, go from, from this, this place, place of worship, worship to share the gifts we have been given, and to be Christ's body in the world. And now may the love of God the Father, the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. God bless you this week. Amen.